What's up, football fans, and welcome to another episode of Football Fanatics on Final Timeout Sports. I am Forbes Crowley, joined by Fernando Doctors. On this fourth episode of Football Fanatics, we are going to be discussing the AFC South, uh, arguably the lowest tier division in the AFC, with arguably the worst team in the AFC and the NFL. Let's start it off. Nando, how many wins do you see the Houston Texans actually getting this year? I mean, this is going to be a tough one, Forbes. I'm looking at the schedule here. You know, they have a week six bye, and before their week six bye, first five games start off against the Colts and the Broncos, Bears, Chargers, and Jaguars. You know, I... <laughs> like, this is this is going to be tough for the Texans. You're looking at their roster, super young, uh, a lot of inexperience here, but, you know, a couple a couple key guys, you know, in Brandon Cooks, who's proven, you know, John Mechie the third um, coming from Alabama, you know, he was uh, missing um, in that championship game with a torn ACL, so he's going to miss probably week one, but he's a guy to look for. But, I mean, it doesn't get easy for the Texans. Not that they have a particularly demanding schedule as they're playing, you know, all the teams in the NFC East, you know, they've got maybe an affair with the commanders that they could, you know, they could steal a win from, you know, maybe split with the Jaguars, but like, you know, the Bears, but it, it's going to be tough. I have them, I have them only winning three games, um, you know, could even potentially dock that one down to two, not fully confident, let's say soft three, but you know what, I definitely see them as being one of the, one of the worst teams in the league this year, for sure. What do you think? Yeah, I think they will definitely be the worst team in the AFC. Um, we'll have to talk about the NFC East to talk about potentially the worst team in the NFL, um, as that division is always terrible. But, yeah, I'm trying to look at winnable games for them this year. And, yeah, I'm again, I'm focusing on Bears Week 3 could be a win. Uh, but that's in Chicago, so I don't think so. Uh, I think that they are going to split – with the Titans this year. I think they'll take one. Oh, probably. Wow. Yeah, I'd say probably their home game in week eight. Um, I'm assuming they're going to be coming off of a pretty devastating and uh, obliteration game by uh, the Raiders in the week before. So maybe they'll come out with some different energy, take down a division rival. Um, but yeah, they, they'll maybe split with the Titans, uh, potentially you know beat the Giants uh, in New York week 10, or yeah. Um, the Washington Commanders, but they're not going to be a very good team. Um, and this is definitely going to be a rebuilding year. Um, I don't think that Davis Mills uh, is their future. And he's, you know, he had a good rookie season and everyone was super surprised by that. But I don't see his sophomore um, season being a step up and they really need him to take steps and lead this offense. Um you know, followed by Marlon Mack in their backfield, um, with you know Rex Burkhead being their third down guy, it's it just doesn't seem feasible for them to have a lot of success and a lot of you know coherence in their offense this year. So, yeah, I, I you know their best receiver probably Brandon Cooks right now. Um, we'll see when John Mechie comes back. I think he's definitely going to be a, a very good receiver, um, but torn ACL coming back I don't know maybe you know maybe he's back by the time they get they get back from their week six bye um, but that's going to hurt them in the beginning to not have that extra receiver because 
you know, before that, or if they don't have John Mechie, uh, it's Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, and, and Philip Dorsett. And just, I mean, Brandon Cooks and Philip Dorsett are good guys, but they're veterans who have been in the league for a while and just don't have the same stuff that they used to. Uh, so, yeah, I see the, the Texans being overall just the team that everyone's like, oh, thank God we got the Texans this week. Um, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just about as good as a buy. Um, so we'll see if I get proven wrong by them. Um, I got a, I got a couple Houston friends who, who would be happy to hear about that, but, um, shout out on hold. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I see this definitely being a rebuilding year. Um, you know, use those picks, um, next draft that they got in the Sean Watson trade, um, and just kind of build back, um, develop. Um, and, and get some, some guys, and I think probably in this upcoming draft, pick a quarterback fairly high up because, yeah, Davis Mills is, is not your, your solution there, uh, and neither is Kyle Allen, your, your backup, and don't even get me started with third-string Jeff Driscoll. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, that's, we, talk, we talked about this last, last episode about, you know, if you want to go far, you have to have a good quarterback, and that was my biggest thing with the Raiders is that Derek Carr wasn't, um, the guy for me, and we don't, you know, we don't have to rehash this, but I see this with the, the Texans. They don't have won't that let guy. It go. <laughs> I was just confused by how adamantly you defended him, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll leave that one. Uh, yeah, at, at the end of the day, just don't see them um, really being able to get it together on either side of the ball. Um, you know, they did draft Derek Stingley, who's going to be. Uh, a really good corner uh, for them. But, yeah, this is definitely going to be a rebuilding year um, and a year where other teams are definitely going to be beaten up on the Texans pretty heavily. Um, but enough about them. Let's see. Let's talk about, I think you mentioned that you had the Titans winning the AFC South. How many games do you see the Titans winning? Well, Forbes, this isn't going to be – this is not going to be as, you know, easy as it was last year, I don't think. Um, I definitely think the Colts will be more competitive. I definitely rate Matt Ryan more than I rate uh, Carson Wentz. But on the Titans, I think, you know, like, it's not a lot of changes from from last season. You know, I know they, they dished A.J. Brown to the Eagles, and, you know, they brought in Robert Woods. Mm-hmm. Um, they got an... Austin Hooper at tight end. Like this is a team that this is a team that like is very well coached and you know what? I think we'll like keep that consistency. I'm looking at their schedule here too. Um they definitely have one of the easier schedules uh in the league and I think that these are, you know, I think they're going to win 11 games. Um I think that the Colts are going to be more com- competitive as I already said. Um, but you know what? I think that, you know, if they have their bell cow, Derrick Henry, healthy all season long, like, you know, it's it's going to be tough to beat this Titans team that, you know, is so, so well coached, but also so great defensively. I think that it's going to be, it's going to be tough to go in Tennessee and win games. Um, but I think that you have a, a bit of a controversial one here, right, on the Titans. So what, what do you, ha- so what do you think is going to happen to the Titans this year? You know, yeah, I don't have a lot of faith uh, 
in the Titans this year, mainly because the point that I, I keep coming back to is not having a reliable quarterback. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is not the guy. Um, he's not – he was kind of, a, I think, a bridge for the Titans. Maybe they thought they could get a little more out of him, but he – um, he's a bridge between or trying to um, they're moving away from Marcus Mariota um, and now towards a younger quarterback they drafted Malik Willis um, I believe out of Liberty uh, we'll see where um, and how he can contribute and if by the end of the season we, we see him under center and not Ryan Tannehill I think that probably will be the case and we can talk about that more in depth later but yeah, I have the Titans coming in in third, actually, of the AFC South this, uh, this year. Um, you know, I think the Urban Meyerless Jaguars, uh, with their spending spree uh, in free agency, are going to have a much improved um, offense, especially. Um, they've surrounded Trevor Lawrence with the right pieces to put it together, and now he just kind of needs to take the steps and grow as a quarterback, which... Um, you know, if we've looked at his college growth, that it is only exponential from his first year on. So um, I think that the Titans are going to struggle. Uh, Robert Woods is coming off of an ACL injury, uh, an ACL tear that late in your career as a receiver that makes such fine cuts as he does. I think that's um, his production is definitely going to go down a little bit. Um yeah, and, and, you know, obviously Derrick Henry's got to stay healthy. Um, they have him. They have the best running back in the league. So um, that's obviously massive for them. Um, yes, they, they, they added Austin Hooper, who I think is a very good um, tight end. So that's going to be a good outlet for Ryan Tannehill and potentially Malik Willis as well. So they've got guys on offense, um, but not enough to, I think, um, stay – keep up with the AFC overall, the AFC South. I think they'll maybe be able to, you know, be competitive, especially when you're going against the Titans. Uh, I think Derrick Henry will probably run all over the Titans, or sorry, the Texans defense next year, but they just don't have all the pieces in my opinion that will have them consistently winning games. Um, you know, they start off against the Giants, obviously that that's a win, but then they have the Bills the Raiders, and then the Way and Indianapolis, um, followed by a Way uh, is the Washington Commanders before their bye. So they could very well be uh, one and four going into the bye, oh, in my opinion. It. Yes, they, they oh, could. Stop the it. only game they could win could potentially be either at Indianapolis or at Washington. Or All sorry, right. sorry, uh, or uh, versus, the, versus the Giants. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up one point, Forbes. Like, you, I, I respect your opinion, no doubt. I, I do not back Ryan Tanhill at all. I think that he he is an average quarterback in the league. Like, a little bit above average quarterback yeah. in the league. No doubt. That being said, though, I'm looking at their schedule last season, and they don't even need him to be that good. Look at the teams they've beaten. They beat... 49ers at home, they beat the Rams away in a crazy, what was it, was that a Sunday night game, 28-16? so. Dude, it's like this guy throws for 140 yards with one pick and one touchdown, and they beat the Super Bowl champs by 12 away. It's like, you don't, they beat the Colts in overtime, they beat the Chiefs in a crazy 27-3 game. 
and that game he's thrown for 270 yards, one touchdown, one pick. It's like, dude, this guy is like, you know, he ended the season with, you know, 16th overall QB with 30, a little over 3,700 passing yards, 16th QB, you know, average 21 touchdowns, 14 picks, 24th QB in the league. Like, like these are not stats that are going to wow you, but like they just win games. They have that winning DNA and I don't see them dropping the third like that, you know. I think that I think that you know as long as Derrick Henry's healthy, I think their defense is super talented. I think that they're just going to continue. I, okay, maybe they're not the best team in the AFC. No doubt in my mind that they're not taking the one seed so easy and winning even twelve games. I don't see that happening either, but I do see them coming out on top in this division. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, definitely not knocking their defense too much. Uh, Bud Dupree is definitely one of the one of the best linebackers in the game. Um, they just have a lot of kind of solid guys um, to just do their job. Um, and you know, Rabel's a, a former Pat, so he know he knows all about that. I just Derrick Henry is the you know lifeline of this offense, and without him, yeah, you saw. I mean, they're yeah, they can eat games out, but um, Tannehill's production just isn't there, and when you have to play, um, you know, they, they have another stretch after their bye. They play um, home against the Colts, away against the Texans, uh, and then they have to play away against the Chiefs, home against the Broncos, away against the Packers, home against the Bengals, uh, and away against the Eagles. That's uh, th- That could be, you know, a five-game losing streak for them, in my opinion. Um, and the only game they could potentially win would be the Eagles game. Um and we're seeing a potentially much improved Eagles team. So I think that they are going to struggle a lot and a lot more than we think, even though they're going to have Derrick Henry back and uh, ideally, I think, get a a healthy Robert Woods fairly early. Um, But they're they're going to struggle this year more than a, a lot of people think. Okay, that's a fair take. But, you know, also definitely a hot take. But, you know, I'm I'm definitely no stranger to hot take so respect the call but let's uh segue over to the jaguars so that means you got the jaguars at the second seed i do i'm not crazy enough to say that i have the jags winning the afc south Uh, i think they still have uh, a ways to go but without urban meyer i think that's already a massive step he was gonna actually run that team into the ground. I think everyone hated him. He was never had control of the team and everything. So I think it's massive that he's gone. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence, a lot of growth, hopefully into his sophomore season. Um, Jags, you know, spent us a lot of money um, in free agency, got him some protection on his O line. Um, Obviously got Christian Kirk and Marvin Jones, um, Zay Jones, you know, I think they overpaid a little bit, but they got the guys that they overall wanted. They also, you know, got Evan Ingram. Um, and then now Travis Etienne um, comes back for his first actual season um, after he was out for the entire season last year. So I think that they're going to be a, a pretty potent offense, um, not necessarily um, in the entire AFC, but definitely in the AFC South. Um, I think they'll potentially split games with the Colts 
Uh, I think they'll beat the Texans twice um, and probably split games with the, the Titans as well. Um, so, you know, right there, that's 4-2. and two. That's a pretty good divisional record. Um, and then, yeah, they also have one of the easiest schedules um, in the NFL. I think it's, it's like 26th or something. Um, I think so, yeah, it's actually tied with the Colts. Um, who are my divisional champs. So I have them coming 1-2. Um, they start off the season at Washington. Washington is going to be an interesting team. Um, kind of unsure how they're going to be this year. Um, a lot of moving parts from quarterback with Carson Wentz and uh, Henneke, seeing who's going to be the starter there. Um, Terry McLaurin wants a big deal, and he hasn't gotten it yet, I don't believe. Um, so... There's some, some controversy and, and something going on there. So um, we'll see if they get if they get a week one win. That would definitely be big. Um, coming back home 1-0 for a divisional game against the Colts, which will definitely be a grind. Um, so I think it'll it's definitely, yeah, one of my hotter takes, having you know the Titans coming in third and the Jags um, in second. I think it'll be big to see if their defense um, – is able to is able to step up. I think they let go of one or two guys um, due to cap space and stuff. Uh, I'm blanking on one guy's name who used to be my one of my favorite linebackers, but um, their defense needs to needs to step up and support their offense. Um, and then we'll see if they can, uh, you know, actually pull through. But we'll see. What, I mean, what it, you definitely. Don't have the Jags as high. You know, <laughs> <than you laughs> I, got. Mean, I mean, I don't have them, you know, ahead of the Titans by any means. But you know what? I do have to agree with you in regards to you know this this offense they got here. You know, um, Trevor Lawrence. You know, great position to to make that big jump heading into his second year. I've all the faith in him. Looking at his tools right here, um, like you know Travis Etienne Jr. Has yet to play a down of football, but super excited to see him play. I think that he has poten- potential to be an absolute stud in this league. You know, James Robinson is also a proven running back there. So I was going to say, I completely forgot to even mention him. Yeah, no, who's been awesome yeah. since the get-go, yeah. honestly, since his first year. And they also got the addition of Christian Kirk from the Cardinals and Evan Ingram from the Giants, like... This could be this could be a solid offense they got here. I I definitely have faith. Um, do I have faith that they're you know taking the over on six and a half games? Uh, maybe on the fence of that. I think that they could easily win six games this year. You know, boost from what was it three games won? Yeah, last season. Although although we do have to talk about they did have some nice wins. They beat the Bills and what was a super low scoring game. Yeah. Who else did they beat? I knew they beat the Dolphins, which you know Dolphins were pretty good. They swept the Pats last year. Yeah, I know. I what that third me, win but, was. Um, yeah, they had three random quality wins. Um, might have been like the Titans or something. I think it was, yeah. Oh no, it was actually it was the Colts um oh, week 18. Right. Yeah, the game that, that knocked <laughs> oh, yeah. the Colts out of the playoffs and then sent a weird flurry of movements. And the AFC playoff picture that ended up sending the the Raiders and the terrible Steelers to the playoffs, but I mean you can't forget that game that almost ended the tie between the Raiders yeah, and the Chargers. That was that which, was a nuts game. Yeah, 
but speaking of which, let's let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts, the guys that I have uh, winning the AFC South. You have it differently. How do you have it? So yeah, I have them. I have them coming in second, um, trailing the Titans, obviously. But I will make one point clear, and I already made it earlier on the podcast that I do believe Matt Ryan in his own right is a massive upgrade yeah. to Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz, um, you know, obviously had that MVP season, um, has had a couple really good years, but I think like right now, he was, like last year he was just so unreliable. Like you're potentially sending your team to the playoffs and you lose to the Jaguars. It's like how do you let that how do you let that happen? with a abysmal performance. So nevertheless, I think, you know, the addition of Matt Ryan will be huge for this squad. I mean, along with Jonathan Taylor, who, you know, was elite last year. Um, and Naheem Hines, who can also make plays, you know, as the third down back in pass, pass down situations. Uh, people also sleep on the fact that, you know, they now have Philip Lindsay, too. Yeah. That they added uh, this offseason. So that might be one of the best backfields um, in the NFL. And that, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I mean, what did, what did Carson Wentz go for to the, to the commanders this year? It was like a fourth, fifth round pick or something. And the Colts had to give up a first round pick to get him in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like that just is just clear depreciation of a player's value due to, yeah, a, terribly inconsistent season he had some great games and then yeah games like week 18 um against the jags that yeah you have a chance to send your team to the playoffs you're playing a 2 and 14 team and you farm it like no it's true and i think you know kind of similarly to the Titans, they're going to have to rely heavily, you know, for offensive production on, you know, Jonathan Taylor, their bell cow. You know, he's going to have to have another awesome season as he did last year. Because, you know, I'm looking at this, like, wide receiver core, like, largely unproven, um, as well as, you know, at the tight end position. So, um, should be interesting to see who steps up there. Um, They went out and got Alec Pierce in the draft. Uh, from Cincinnati, so second rounder. Um, interesting to see how Hill and uh, Matt Ryan's relationship continue, will, or I guess will grow um, this season. So, I mean, hot take for sure. Uh, I think a little bit, you know, that they will, they will win. But, I mean, they are more than capable, and we're just games away, really, from, from taking the division um, by storm. But I think the, I think the Titans might, might have them there. Yeah, I mean, you know, my my feelings about the Titans um, in, in this division, but the, the Colts' defense cannot be slept on. Um, they've arguably the best linebacker in the league in, in Darius Leonard, um, who is an absolute monster just in his coverage and um, his run fits. I mean... It's insane. And then you also have Quiddy Payne coming in to hopefully a great sophomore season uh, after posting some good numbers as a rookie. I think he had four sacks. Um, and then obviously you got DeForest Buckner, who 
they I got they traded for uh, was it this past off season mm-hmm. from the 49ers, um, who obviously is is going to be great along with um, Yanu and Gakwe. Um, so their defense is definitely oh sorry I forgot to mention the fact that they've Stephon Gilmore <laughs> um, yeah so that's a big addition um, yeah their secondary might need a little work um, around Gilmore but that defense that that front D line um, and second level are going to be monsters and then yeah other side of the ball uh, what are, are Pittman and and Campbell both second years I want to say um, Pittman there was a lot more expectations from him um, than there were from Campbell and I think Campbell actually performed better down the stretch um, but yeah their their receivers are going to have to step up um, yeah Matt Ryan's a great quarterback he had that MVP season and that was a little while ago he's not necessarily the same guy so his receivers are going to have to step up and help him along with that really talented running back room. So I, I do see them winning the division if they, their receivers mainly can kind of put it together. But yeah, that's, that's a question that hopefully we'll get answered uh, week one in Houston against the Texans. Definitely a lot of questions that excited to, to get answers to week one for, for all these AFC South teams. So let's move on and finish off with ranking the four quarterbacks of the AFC South, who gives their team the best uh, position to win, and who is going to go. This is tough, Forbes. I'm not going to lie. Um, because, you know what? To be frank, this isn't a division with great quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like... I'm going to say Matt Ryan is the best quarterback in in the division, um, but he's uh, super average. Like, yeah. like honestly, uh, he's really average. I think that he's really capable of, you know, having, like, good, you know, num- numbers and statistics. But it's also, like, you got to say it's, like, partly because he's always been with, like, stud wide receivers. You know what I mean? He's yeah. had Julio, he had Roddy White, then he had Calvin Ridley. Like, he's always, he had Tony Gonzalez. Like, he's always had the tools, but this dude is just not clutch at all. Like, and, like, we could obviously talk about the Patriots' insane comeback, you know, one of the greatest comebacks in sport, in all of sports. The greatest. Yeah, seriously. But, like, dude, you have to be so unclutch to let that happen. Like, we can't talk about that enough. And just generally speaking, like, he... Like, I've seen enough two-minute drills of this guy that, like, he has the opportunity to win the game, and it just doesn't happen. Like, you saw how bad the Falcons were last year. I mean, yeah. missed Calvin Ridley for, for you know, a long time, and obviously they dished Julio. Um, so it wasn't the same then. But, I mean, like, Matt Ryan really hasn't proved to me that he could, like, take the Colts to another level. Meaning, like, I don't see them making, like, a serious postseason run. I see them making postseason, but not not going above and beyond, to be honest. Um, at the second spot, I mean, I guess it's a courtesy call, but I'm Ryan Tannehill. Um, you know, 
nothing nothing incredibly notable about his time in in Miami um and I think now he's you know been a part of such a great team um and a great system that like you know is lacking a quarterback and he's just that guy that's just doing what he can do I mean you heard the numbers I read earlier to you on wins that they uh, had last year like it doesn't it's they don't win because of him yeah. you know what I mean but you do have to say though that they have gotten a bunch of results um and although he hasn't been an MVP candidate or winner like Matt Ryan um I do think that he has he has some some talent there. Um, you know, at third, I have to go with Trevor Lawrence. I think that um, it's it's sad to put him there. Um, I think that he has the ability to you know go above these both both of them. Honestly, Tannehill and Matt Ryan, definitely Tannehill. Um, but you know, he hasn't proved it, so I couldn't just put him at at the two spot. Like he didn't take the Jaguars to the you know the one seed. AFC last year, um, to say the least, and you know, um, l- number four has got to be, got to be Davis Mills. I, I don't think I need to um, talk too much about that. I think it's uh, the clear option. I, he's you know, unproven um, to say the least. But what is this? His second year now. Yeah. In the league, um, out of Stanford, you know, like decent I guess you know only through 10 picks I guess is the number that you know stands out to me you know I mean everything else you know passing yards and touchdowns and total QBR um you know a bit below average there but you know what um I do think like you said earlier they need to figure out the solution or you know maybe he clicks he has um he has the tools to you know to grow in this league you know and you never want to never want to judge too hard after just one season um, but what do you got, Forbes? Yeah, I think I just about agree with that. Um, you know, it's definitely not a division of stellar quarterbacks. Definitely um, started off with Matt Ryan at one. Um, it's that kind of ironic. Yeah, it's nicknames Matty Ice when he's really not ice cold. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he he's one kind of almost by default. Um then I, uh, you know, we have Ryan Tannehill at second. Um, honestly, I see him being benched by week eleven, week twelve. Wow. Um, I think they're going to go on a losing streak against week nine against the Chiefs, week ten against the Broncos, week eleven they have the Packers, and week twelve they have the Bengals. I think that's going to be a rough stretch for the Titans. Um, I think they're probably going to be in playoff contention. And that stretch is going to really hurt him, potentially take him out, and they'll decide to give um, Malik Willis a chance. After that, I honestly, you know, if we're just basing it off of the 2021 season, um, Davis Mills is technically a better quarterback. Um, he threw 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence had, uh, yeah, 12 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. He had. 59% completion percentage to Trevor Lawrence's. Um, sorry, Trevor Lawrence had a 59% completion percentage to Davis Mills, 69% completion percentage, which, you know, it's not bad given the receivers that he had. Um, Trevor Lawrence definitely has the higher ceiling. That is, uh, I can say that without a doubt. Um, and he now has a lot of the pieces around him to actually do something and actually be an effective quarterback. Um, Let me throw and this Davis question Davis Mills at just you, doesn't Forbes. have the 
So who has the better tools? Davis Mills or Trevor Lawrence? Now I, Trevor Lawrence. You think so? Last last year, I think it was kind of just um, they both really didn't have anybody. It really didn't have go-to people. Um, mm-hmm. Now Trevor Lawrence has a deep threat. He's got a good tight end. Um, he's got some, two good running backs, good O-line. Um, so he has a chance to become a quality quarterback in his sophomore season you know houston they're not even sure that mills is the future um for sure so you know mills technically had a better season last year but obviously trevor lawrence has the higher ceiling and it's just yeah better weapons and i think is the more athletic and better quarterback this is all true but i you definitely have to say though that david mills has you know he has the tools to to grow a bit here. I mean, Brandon Cooks definitely a bit past his prime, fair to say. Yeah. But nevertheless, a thousand yard receiving last yeah. year. Like you know, every time I think you know receiver hits that, they're they're in a different category than the rest, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah. The thousand benchmark, and then you know you have the resurging John Mechie the third. Um, he's a player that could you know have that that has that, you know, superstar potential, as, you know, all receivers do uh, coming from Alabama these days. So just something to, to keep in mind as well as we, you know, see these teams go at it soon in September. Yeah. I Like I say, I think at the end of every podcast, I'm just excited for the season to start. You Amen. know, this won't exactly be the most competitive um, division, but – It'll be fun to see kind of who takes the next next steps and, and who's able to grow. So I think um, that'll probably do it for us. And uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again soon.